0: Wait, wait, wait. Before we start, just want to make sure we're clear here. While this podcast talks about sobriety, mental health, and addiction, it is not meant to replace professional medical advice. Welcome to Sisters in Sobriety. I'm Kathleen. And I'm Sonia. And we're ex-sisters-in-law brought together in marriage and bonded through our sobriety journey. Join us as we talk sobriety, addiction, and everything in between. You're in for quite a ride. And our Substack is buzzing with amazing content from creative mocktail recipes to insightful courses and reflective exercises. There is something for everyone. Don't miss out. It's a great way to add some extra joy and depth to your journey. Check it out. Hi, all, and welcome to a QA and a episode where I'll answer questions from our listeners. We got some great questions about sobriety and relationships, and I'll share a couple of them with you today. We got a question that said, I recently stopped drinking and I'm noticing how much my partner drinks. How do I approach this conversation without coming across as judgmental? This is a really common thing. It's a common observation that happens when you quit drinking You definitely begin to notice the drinking patterns of people close to you and see them differently than you did before. And I totally get it if you feel uneasy about your partner's drinking, especially since you're making such a big shift in your own lifestyle. And it's important that your partner understands that you're changing. So talking about this stuff can be tricky, but it's super important. And it's important to approach it with kindness and understanding And here are a few tips on how to have a heart-to-heart in a way that's supportive and constructive. Pick the right time. So look for a calm moment when you're both not rushed or stressed or recently had a disagreement. Also, it's important that your partner is sober during this chat so you can both really listen and be present. People are more likely to be defensive about comments on their drinking when they are drinking. I don't like people talking about how eating less dairy is good for you when I'm eating a bowl of ice cream. Then there's something I learned from my co-host and my sister-in-law, Kathleen, which is to use I-statements to share your feelings. Otherwise, you can come off as accusatory and put your partner on the defense. So instead of pointing fingers, you can talk about your own feelings and experiences You could say something like, since I stopped drinking, I feel more in tune and present. I feel so much more connected to who I really am. I feel so much healthier. and My mornings are amazing. I feel inspired to try new things. This is a good way to start the conversation. And sometimes the first conversation can just be about the positive things you've experienced since you've quit drinking. Be supportive, not judgy. Make sure they know you're there for them no matter what. And if they're up for it, offer to help them cut back or explore sobriety with them. You can be a team doing this together or not an instructor and student. Really listen. Allow them the space to express their thoughts and feelings and encourage them to be honest. Assure them that you won't judge what they say. This chat is as much about understanding where they're at as it is about sharing your perspective. So for example, if they use a drink to unwind after a tough day at work, ask them to talk more about it. Their triggers are important for you to understand and for them. Steer clear of blame. Kick off this conversation with love and concern, not accusations. You are aiming to spark a conversation, not a confrontation. Talk boundaries. Think about what boundaries you might need for your own sobriety and well-being. Talk about these and figure out how you can both respect them. For example, you could say that you would really appreciate if the two of you could have a sober night or a sober activity every week, but set reasonable expectations according to your situation with your partner. If you have friends that are heavy drinkers, for example, you can say, I don't feel comfortable going to the bar with them after dinner. It's hard for me when they get super drunk. And we'll actually talk about that exact scenario in our next question. Be ready for any response. They might be defensive or they might be open to change. Brace yourself for any reaction. And remember, this is just the first conversation and it may take many conversations and approaches to reach an understanding. Encourage keeping the lines open and let them know you're all about open communication and they can share their feelings with you anytime. Keeping that dialogue going can really strengthen your bond. Reiterate this is a conversation, not an ultimatum, and really change just takes time. And the road to dealing with drinking habits isn't always straightforward. So acknowledging that you wanna be there for each other with patience and compassion is a great first step. All right, here is our second question. I don't want to go to bars anymore since I stopped drinking. I'm not scared to. I just don't feel like it. My husband still wants to go to our regular Friday night meetup at a bar with our friends. What can I do? So we touched on this briefly in the last question, and it is completely understandable that your feelings towards bars and social settings where alcohol is present have shifted since you stopped drinking. I know minded significantly, so bars without food were no longer an option for me. And this feeling is even more apparent when you first stop drinking. So your choice to avoid places that don't align with your current lifestyle is normal. It's good to acknowledge these feelings in your relationship to avoid resentment and misunderstandings for both of you. I know that when I'm uncomfortable or awkward, For example, at a bar, it can appear more like anger or irritation when it isn't. And so talk about your feelings. And here are a few tips. Express your feelings openly and honestly. Again, let's use I statements. Let your husband know how you feel about going to bars now that you're not drinking. Be honest about your emotion behind not wanting to go to certain menus or events. Whether it's disinterest, discomfort, or maybe you find it hard to resist the urge to drink. This is where the honesty comes in. It doesn't make you weak to not want to be around drinking. It means you're prioritizing your commitment to your sobriety. And you're acknowledging it's not that easy to quit drinking. Suggest alternatives. So propose alternative ways to spend your Friday night with your friends. It could include going to restaurants that focus more on food than alcohol, attending events or shows, participating in hobbies or sports that you all enjoy, or even hosting a game night at home. Hosting people at your house can actually be helpful since you can have mocktails, food, and create an environment that's more focused on an activity rather than drinking. And finding activities that you and your friends enjoy can be a really good opportunity to strengthen your friendships and move the focus off of alcohol and provide a new form of entertainment. Compromise. There might be a way to compromise, such as starting the evening together at a more non-alcoholic setting and then giving your husband the option to join your friends at the bar afterwards. This allows you both to maintain your social connections while still respecting your boundaries. I did this pretty often, and it can really be the best of both worlds. Build a supportive social circle. You could start to create new friendships with people whose lifestyles align more with yours. You can meet new people by taking a class, attending a meetup, joining a book club or other group. And it's a really good time to explore making new friends. And be open to people you may have dismissed when you were drinking. You'll find your perspective may have changed. This way, when you're going out with these friends, you don't have to worry about it being a drinking-focused activity. And also, may serve the purpose of changing your spouse's perspective on what a night out can look like. Overall, making decisions that prioritize your well being are always valid. Open communication, exploring new things together. That way, you and your husband can support each other through this change, find joy and strength in these new experiences as a couple. This was Sisters in Sobriety. Thank you for listening and being with us today. If you want to learn more about sobriety and meet your community, find us at sistersinsobriety.substack.com. Are you a sister in sobriety? Then reach out on social media. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling generous, leave us five stars and a review and follow us wherever you listen. You'll never miss an episode. Until next time.